0: What's up and welcome back to kind of funny games daily for Friday, November 4th, 2022. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games. Blessing at a Junior
1: Tim. We are T minus four days from the release of the most anticipated game of the year Sonic the Frontiers. Frontiers baby. Tim, how you
0: feeling, man? Oh, I got to go fast. We're almost there. You got to go fast. I cannot wait to play this game, bless. We are so close to me getting my hands in the controller, mm. being able to play as the Blue bur- Blur once again, the Blue Blur. Let me tell you, I watched that uh Knuckles Sonic Frontiers prologue video that they put out oh my god i got dude, chills watching that thing dude. it is chill inducing for sure the quality of animation is awesome i love the the sonic team and sega have been doing a great job with their with having fun with their youtube channels with the animation stuff like they're mm. actually pouring budget into making really 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 cool shorts they started doing it with uh sonic mania um a couple oh, yeah. years ago and put out uh, multiple series at this point a little mini series and all of those things are really really yeah. really dope and it was just
1: a good reminder that uh knuckles is that guy you know, you can't fuck with Knuckles, because Knuckles fucks back, uh-huh. Tim. Knuckles not playing around. <laughs> yeah. Bless it? Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? You're Look not at this allowed guy. to say that. Knuckles
2: fucks back. Yeah, he does. It's, it's right, Tim. He's right. It's, it's on the back of the box.
1: Oh. It's on the back the back of the box. Also, speaking of boxes, uh, I got oh, this God. I got this Sonic Frontiers. What a no! <laughs> This we Red need Bull. to restart this episode. I got this Red Bull box. Uh, this is gifted by the one and only Imran, the Don Khan. He went to TGS, and over there they had a bunch of Sonic Frontiers merch prom- uh, prom- promoting the game. Mm-hmm. And Imran was like, "I don't want this shit," <laughs> and so he he kept uh, a bunch of it to give to me and gift to me. Um, and let me tell you, man, I was expecting to open this thing and like have like a really cool like Sonic the Hedgehog can of Red Bull. Nah, no, it's just some, Red, Bull. it's it's just some two
2: Red Bulls It's just two Red Bulls It's two Red Bulls up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so Tim, on this—that's the most Sega merch right there. You know. <laughs> on oh, this, oh my lord!
1: On this Friday before Sonic Frontiers, I want to split with you
0: a Red Bull. Oh, dude, let's do it. Let's there do it. Go. Thank there you. you. Thank you very much. Happy Friday before Happy Frontiers. Happy Friday. Happy Frontiers. Cheers. Friday. <laughs> God. Oh well. well Tim Not ready. Here we go. To Sonic. To Sonic. <laughs> and so Knuckles fucking back. <laughs> uh, today's stories include a God of War review roundup, a bunch of Hideo Kojima headlines, and more. Because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about. If you're not watching live, or if you are watching live, you can watch... L- I messed all that up. I, re- I respect you reading it this time. No, that's my Cause problem. Because usually, usually you freestyle. And I should have freestyled. I should have freestyled. You know what I mean? I got caught up in my head. Let me tell you. Let me, let's rewind just let's a rewind, second. Right. Is, was, Plus, it,
1: was it the part where I said,
0: Knuckles fucks back? Is no, that what fucked you up? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> that got me a little shook. That's then fair. you gave me the Red Bull. Then I had a moment of panic of, like, Am I really about to drink a Red Bull and this Trenta iced coffee? Because that seems like too much. And I was like, Do I mix them? This seems fucking weird. But you already gave it to me. Then I felt the oh, peer yeah. pressure. So I opened it. And then we cheers. And then I didn't take a sip. And then I was in mm. my head about it. So I started reading. I'm all flustered, guys. I'm it's all Friday. flustered. It's so let's that energy. Take that again after I take my sip. Hold on. He's taking the sip oh yeah and now, mix, mix that coffee and red Bull Woo! Oh, <laughs> um, so here's what we're talking about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get things wrong by going to kind slash you're wrong but if you're not watching live you can watch later on youtube.com/ kind funny or on podcast services around the globe if you search for the kind of funny games cast you can listen to us uh, remember kind of funny you games daily use... games cast is a different podcast you, you got know what sim. y'all you got this Tim you know what? It's okay. It's Friday. I'm having fun. At first, I liked the taste of Red Bull and coffee. Now, no. not so much. You know, the aftertaste, it's getting to me. That's but fair. whatever. There's Epic Creator codes. You can use it. It's kind of funny. You can go there, use the code. It gets us money. You don't need to spend extra money anytime. you are buying anything on the Epic Game Store. So thank you very much for that. Um, you can also go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. That'll get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy of bonus content, a whole bunch of super cool exclusive shows that you can get over there. Um, some housekeeping for you. A new PS, I love you, XOXO is up right now, and it's a God of War Ragnarok FAQ. Uh, that's over on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Uh, if you want more God of War, guess what? you are in the right place because Barrett's God of War special presentation is out now you can join him as he looks back at Kratos' entire journey so far to answer the question can Kratos be better so you can watch that and get hyped and then you can watch our God of War Ragnarok review that is also live so you can check that out as well Um, thank you to all of our Patreon producers for helping make this all happen Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, The Kind of Funny, Destiny 2 PC Clan, Tall Tree 81 Joseph A. Carlson, 1UP Pest Control, Carrie palmer elliot brian cheney trevor starkey and more but i'll get to those later today we're brought to you by Wondery, rocket money and chime but first let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report (laughs) it's time for some news we have seven stories today
2: thank
0: you thank you very much story number one god of war ragnarok review roundup very excited to talk about very this. excited Plus. very excited to talk about this game for a long time to come oh yeah you know oh yeah like, it's one of those special moments I'm, I'm happy to have that moment with you in person it feels different right. having that being able to record a like the next big game review with everyone together with the excitement like what was that
1: like that was a, it was amazing right and I, I love that we got to start that off with God of War Ragnarok you know one of the biggest game releases of the year mm-hmm. right it, it kind of feels like this this cool culmination moment of all right the biggest game the we now got the bigger studio right we get to actually share this moment together and let me tell you, the review we did yesterday was one of my favorite reviews that we've ever done. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. I had a great time, and I hope to continue that with the spoiler cast that we're going to be doing in a Hell couple yeah. weeks as well. But before we get to that stuff, uh, right now, God of War Ragnarok is sitting at a 94 on both Metacritic and Open <sighs> Critic. That is extremely, extremely good. Uh, Simon Cardi at IGN gave it a 10 out of 10, saying it's an enthralling spectacle to behold and an even more exciting one to take the reins of. God of War Ragnarok melds action and adventure together to... create a new unforgettable Norse saga impeccable writing pitch perfect performances knockout action it's complete work of art from top to bottom reflecting its core themes it's everything a sequel should be respectful of its legendary lineage but not afraid to take it to exciting new places God of War Ragnarok's an almighty achievement and creates a new high that makes many of its peers look positively mortal by comparison could not agree more Tamar Hussein, the homie Gives it a 9 out of 10 for GameSpot.com. God of War Ragnarok is a lavish production with pristine visuals, jaw-dropping scale, crunchy combat that is as satisfying as it is brutal, and a world that begs to have its every corner and crevice explored. Hot. It's a spectacular blockbuster, but these are the least of its achievements. In a game where a hulking god rips all manner of creatures limb from limb, the most shocking moments aren't bathed in blood, but carried by poignant words and heartfelt emotions. Their former God of War... Uh, They are a former god of war, known for mercilessly killing his kin, finding the words to empathize with loss. A despondent child imploring a father to break a self-destructive cycle, a moment of tenderness in the life of a boy that has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Boy. Boy. Um, And then Greg Miller, you might know from Kind of Funny, gave it a five out of five. And we're going to check out the TikTok review right now
3: god of war ragnarok is a five out of five amazing game but for me The real news is something I never would have predicted when playing God of War in 2005. Kratos is, hands down, the best character in video games. Don't worry, I won't spoil anything about his and Atreus' journey here. But after rolling credits 26 hours in, and that's pretty much ignoring side quests, there's no denying that God of War Ragnarok is an instant classic when it comes to gameplay, story, music, graphics, and every other category you could ask me to name. Somehow, Sony Santa Monica has taken everything I loved about God of War 20 and kept it familiar while expanding on it. We return to locations, but they've changed. We reunite with old friends and enemies, but they've evolved. We hack and slash through all manner of enemies, but it never gets boring. We play as a god who used to be the most one-note character in games, but now I find myself hanging on to his every word in action. My PS5 is packed with cutscenes I captured because they were so epic, and my phone's notes are crammed with quotes I jotted down because they're so poignant. With all the pressure in the world to follow up God of War 2018, Sony Santa Monica somehow did it and delivered another masterpiece.
2: Tim, I got a few questions for you. Based really quick. I just want the, the music that uh, they use for that uh, review just fuck goes so hard, man. It, it oh, does. Yeah. It does. Yes. not also, good.
0: Greg's hair in that. Oh, my Great. God. And sh-
1: also, shout out to the editing. Shout out to Roger McCorney and the editing team. Absolutely oh, killed that. Crushing everything. Uh, based off that review roundup, I got a few questions for you. No Starting quote. off with uh, Greg's TikTok review. Yes. You know, Greg's not here. Mm-hmm. He can't hurt us. He's outside. Like yeah, he's he he's here. A, he's here you, he in the can't office, hurt us. But he's not at this table, <laughs> I mean, right?
2: I mean, he could hear you out there, and you might just be summoning him. Who knows?
0: Listen, oh, my lord, don't say his name three times. He's not. He's
1: plus He's not going to hurt us, right? He's not. He's not going to come out here and try and like start shit, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's not listening. Mm-hmm. He starts off his, his review saying Kratos is hands down the best character in gaming.
0: Yeah. Tim, do you agree? I mean, I said this at the end of the cast that that took me by surprise when he said that. Mm-hmm. And my gut reaction is the same type of gut reaction that that we have when you're a fan of something, where you have this weird tribalistic view of it when you like it and you just want to defend it and you want to be like, no, I have an opinion and that's more right than your opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, bless. And him saying that, my gut reaction was, no, you're a fucking idiot and you <laughs> must be wrong. But mm-hmm. then I sat with it for a second. I'm like, I don't know why that was my first reaction. I need to, to work that out. Uh, and then second, I was like, is he wrong? Is he right? I don't know that I agree. I, I don't know that off the, the, the top, I'm like, yes, Greg is right about that but I also am not so sure that he's wrong. Cause I can't think of somebody that I'd put above it.
1: Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's an interesting view of it. Right. Like thinking of who, okay, what care if, if it's not Kratos who, mm-hmm. and I guess for me, a few characters do come to mind. I immediately jumped Metal Gear just cause I'm a big Metal Gear fan. Uh-huh. Right. Where I'm like, Oh yeah. I fucking love big boss as a character. Right. I think big boss, I personally would put up uh, uh, against Kratos. Right. But like, as I go down the line of characters that come to mind, I'm trying to think of how much of it is apples and oranges of, well, the reason why I probably put big boss is just because big boss is in a different setting with a different just style of writing with much more dialogue, right? Yeah. The places that Metal Gear goes, is way different from, from the places God of uh, God of war goes, right? And I think we're going to get into more of that conversation as we compare games to games because people love comparison. Um, but I, where, when Greg said it, I'm immediately like, Oh, I don't know if I agree. I will say one, I don't question it in terms of opinion, right? Like, I do think it's a very valid opinion, right? I yeah. understand how you get oh, there. Yeah. I understand why somebody would be would, would go, oh, Kratos is the best character in gaming, hands down, right? So I, I I respect where that opinion comes from. I also would say that even if the writing of... You know, the, all the God of War games, but including God of War 2018 and, and, and Ragnarok, don't take it up there for me in terms of me immediately going, Kratos is the best character of all time. I will say, I think Kratos in video games is one of the best performed characters. Oh, God of yeah. War Ragnarok takes his performance above and beyond in a way where I'm like, yo, Christopher Judge did the damn thing in that
0: oh, game. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, and Kratos is cool, and they took the cool factor that he's always had and kept it but then also made it mature and like mm-hmm. interesting and and added a lot so much so much depth to the entire thing so like I definitely think most improved character that's easy oh yeah. yes like I don't think we've ever seen this type of a glow up in in terms of character uh in in video games but yeah I mean Kratos' definitely up there for for best I when it comes to um characters that come to mind for me of like who would even be in the conversation, you say Big Boss, I'm more on the Solid Snake side. I'm more, hmm. I've am more. i always been more of a Solid Snake fan. And I do think it's interesting that a lot of the characters naming are in the more narrative-focused games where, like, there is a lot, like, the best character in games has a lot to do with the character and their growth and less necessarily with the gameplay yeah. uh, of it, of what they do. But I think that the gameplay boosts Kratos as well because it's cool and fun to play as him, whereas, like, with Snake, it's a little bit different. Like, yeah. the weapons and stuff I associate with Kratos as part of him, you know?
1: Yeah, and I guess, you know, when we get into the apples and oranges oranges conversation of it, right, like when you're talking about best characters in gaming, Mario comes to mind, right, and of course Mario comes to mind for a completely different reason, but for the reason of gameplay, right, where you think of Mario and you think of all the different iterations of games he's been in, and it's like, yo, this is a character that's been with us for a long time, right, this is a character that, you know, helped save gaming at one point when you're talking about uh, the original Super Mario Brothers and the NES, right, this is a character that has been in, again, so many different iterations that you're talking about Mario Kart, you're talking about Smash, you're talking about 2D, 3D Mario, Mario, you're talking about the iconography of it you're talking about the mickey mouse effect of yeah. this being a recognizable character and a famous character right but then you're not really talking about the character development the way that with, with kratos you're talking about some, some of the best character development i'd say in, in in video games right and i think this might be a gamescast conversation of like, yeah this who, sounds are, good. who are the best care what is our video game mount rushmore i,
0: I kind of want to do that and i also want to do just like who are our favorite characters like actually like if we were to each pick people like that doesn't need to be the best but just like random characters that like we we relate to that resonate with us whatever it is because like mm-hmm. that there's that's a good good call my,
1: my my other question mm-hmm.
0: goes back to the metacritic
1: are you surprised by the 94 metacritic and open critic
0: no it's a tough thing to talk about uh being surprised with review scores for a game this big you know with god of war where it's kind of like there are so many lofty expectations for good reason because we PlayStation has taught us to expect a certain things from their, their first-party studios, right? Mm-hmm. Sony Santa Monica, the last game they put out was God of War, which was one of the highest-rated games of all time. One of our highest-rated games of all time. So the expectation is, oh, it's at least going to be as good as the, one of the best games of all time. That is wild, right? So it really comes down to, did they do it or not? And they did yeah. So it's like, I'm not surprised because there weren't too many options there weren't too many in-betweens on, on where this was going to fall. Like I think that there was enough being put into God of War Ragnarok from a budget perspective, from a talent perspective that we know across so many different fields that there was no way the God of War was going to get anything less than a eight and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's because... Uh, not just because like, oh, like reviewers would never give that anything lower. It's because when there's that much positive resources being put into something, the base level expectation is going to be met.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're talking about video game reviews, especially you're talking about, you know, reviewing video games is very fun and very interesting because video games are such a unique medium when you're talking about all that goes into them, right? When you're talking about all the budget all the time, when you're talking about video games being a creative medium in terms of, storytelling and cinematic presentation, but also in terms of game design and is a video game fun. But also in terms of tech and does this run well and does it look good and also in terms of art style and does it present well, right? It's such a mixture of so many things. And I think God of War Ragnarok and Sony Santa Monica are such a good um uh you know perfect storm of oh, this is, a, this is a developer that has the resources. This is a developer that is PlayStation First Party, and they're at the, the top tier of PlayStation First Party. So they're going to get the support. They're going to get the resources. They're going to get the time and the budget that they need. Um, but also, they're a developer that I think has really good talent in terms of, hey, we know how to tell a story. We know how to uh, uh, you know tell a story that's not even just a good story, but it's a story that pushes our characters. It's a story that feels like it is taking the next step in terms of what our uh big budget third person action games can be right like they got that on lock and also their gameplay is really good right they know how to make a game that's fun they know how to make a game that has very solid mechanics they know how to make a game that's polished um you know and on one hand there's no way that god of war rat and we say this about games all the time with like cyberpunk and all this shit right but i really do think that with god of war there's no way that to your point there's no way that god of war ragnarok is going to come out
0: and be and be a seven or be an eight, yeah. right? And, and again, no way to, to go back to the question of would it be surprising if it got a seven? It would be surprising. Yes, yes. And
1: I think that the the thing that does impress me is the fact that when we're talking about the ninety-four on Metacritic, you're also talking about. uh, bear, cor- uh Correct me because you, you're talking about this yesterday. God of War twenty eighteen got a ninety-four on Metacritic it, as well. It,
2: it was ninety-four on Metacritic with hundred and eighteen reviews. And at one point, I checked yesterday. Uh, Ragnarok was also a 94 with 116 reviews. Yeah. Uh, so even, like, just number-wise, because we talk about, like, how the industry evolves, like, over the years and, like, more reviews come out and stuff like that. So I imagine maybe more reviews will roll in over the next couple of weeks and, like, the... It the might meta- knock it down Knock one it day. down a little bit, but when you look at the numbers and, like, how close the number of reviewers there are right now and how exact that uh, Metacritic score is, I just thought that was, like really funny and really impressive because you know we've been having that conversation uh, on ps i love you like the last month of like is it going to get lower is it going to get higher and like as of right now it's the same so
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's that i think is i'm um, incredibly that's the th- thing that's impressive
2: that's the thing that's impressed about
1: me and i guess not impressed about this and not necessarily surprising but just impressed from the fact that it's god of war ragnarok's biggest villain is god of war 2018 when it came to expectations and when it came to how are people going to receive this right is there going to be a thing you pick up and it's like cool god of war 2018 is a 94 because it's a fantastic game but also because it surprised us Mm -hmm. we weren't expecting that god of War ragnarok we were expecting that and the fact that they came through and they met and i think in probably a lot of cases maybe exceeded expectations that is what's very impressive about the 94 on metacritic for me
0: yeah and when it comes to a sequel uh of this scale there's kind of like the pros and cons of it right where there is the uh Inert kind of expectation that it's going to be as good around at least of the last one and the last one was just really damn good. So there's already that bonus kind of jump off point and there's the understanding of what the IP is. There's the inherent interest in it and excitement for it and you you want to like the thing, yeah, you know, so there's all that going for it. But then there is the like, okay, but like what did it do different? What did it do better? What did it do more of all that stuff? And I feel like it's a, a higher um, it's, it's a more uphill battle to like achieve that when there are those expectations. So it is kind of a, a push and pull. So for it to be where it's at is incredibly impressive. We've played the game. We know how incredibly impressive it is in relation to the first game or, or next to the first game. So um, can't wait for more people to play it. But we have some questions from the people out there. But Amiantos writes in and says, Hey team with God of War once again, having exceptional reviews. Oh yes, they did it again. I have a couple questions. The most obvious is, Will this knock off the current Game of the Year favorite, Elden Ring, for 2022? And second question is, is Santa, Sony Santa Monica now the best narrative team in the business, overtaking Naughty Dog, who many up to now have considered as holding that crown? Let's start with the second question. Starting with the second question? Ooh, okay. I can definitively say no. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there doesn't need to be a crown. And I think that with what Naughty Dog and... Um, Sony Santa Monica have done with their latest duologies. They have proven that they are both incredibly capable studios of producing absolutely moving stories to millions. And so it's like, we should push both of them up. I do not, it's fun to compare them and stuff, but I think that there there isn't a definitive, unanimous king.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the exact same place where I come uh, at it from, which is, I, (laughs) there are so many different types of video game narratives that it's very tough for me to go, oh, yeah, you know, Sony Santa Monica with God of War have hit the peak. It's never been better than this in terms of video game narrative because I don't think that's the case. I just think, I think in terms of specifically what they're doing as a PlayStation big budget third-person uh, third action game narrative in this way, yeah, they're top tier, right? And I think, you know, if you're to tear it, it out, I'll say, yeah, Sony Santa Monica is at that top tier. But when I think about the video game narratives that... I fall in love with. Oftentimes, they're more RPG narratives, right? Like, oftentimes, when I think of the narratives I love, Disco Elysium is one that I played recently where I was like, yo, this is fucking insane. Um, 13 Sentinels, uh, Aegis Rim is another one where I was like, yo, this is fucking fantastic. Persona 5 is another sto- uh, video game narrative where I'm like, yo, this is top tier. Um, but I wouldn't compare Persona 5 to God of Ragnarok because they're doing such different things. And I wouldn't say that one is better th- better than the other in terms of top tier narrative. I think... Different kinds of narratives are going to speak to different people in different kind of ways. And if you, even if you want to boil it down to Sony Santa Monica versus Naughty Dog, I'm personally more of a Naughty Dog person, but that is based on the kind of games they make and the kind of settings that they tackle. I usually don't gravitate that hard toward the fantasy mythological setting. Sony Santa Monica has done a great job of getting me into that through what, their interpretation of Norse mythology. But, you know, if I, if I have to choose between post-apocalyptic or fantasy, I'm usually going post-apocalyptic, right? That's been true with me with Fallout versus Elder Scrolls. That's been true with me for, I guess, here, right, with uh, Last of Us, for example, versus God of War. Um, But... I think that is a taste thing. I think it is a taste their own thing, right? <laughs> plenty of people. I'm sure uh, even uh, Greg Miller uh, will have this conversation someday on PSW. I'm sure Greg would go God of War over Last of Us any day. I'm sure there's plenty of you guys out there that would go God of War over Last of Us any day. But I also think there's probably um, maybe an equivalent amount of people that would go the other way around as well.
0: I mean, I think it's equivalent. I think that's what's most interesting about this is, like, you you it up the different settings and stuff. I feel like it, Last of Us is the very human story, whereas, like, God of War is, a, is more um, dealing with gods and things. And mm-hmm. that you find the humanity in both of the elements of it uh but i think that like inherently it, there's just a different type of grounding to the to the last of us versus god of war with obvious reasons but it reminds me a lot of things like guardians of the galaxy and winter soldier both are top tier both are lovely at what they do yeah and they do similar things at the end of the day they're both superhero movies that uh in the marvel universe and all that but it's like they are on equal footing to me you know yeah. and i feel like it's a similar thing here with uh with Naughty Dog and with Sony Santa Monica, because we're really right now just talking about God of War versus Last of Us. And it's like, cool, we can put those in a similar bucket. Mm. But even just the talent pool that they're dealing with and the way that they think about the games and make the games, like, I feel like they are really firing on all cylinders equally. One thousand percent.
1: Now to go to that number one part of the question, right? Most obvious, will this knock off the current game of the year favorite, Elden Ring, for twenty twenty two? This is the question that I've been avoiding like the plague. Uh-huh. It was the one that during our review, right, we had up the the chat, and so many people in chat were just talking about Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, and I'm like, I for me, that's not necessarily the fun and interesting conversation to have because I think the answer is the boring answer, which is it'll come down to taste. Like they're very different video games, I love right? It. And, like, you uh, love it. Is in, in terms of what? I think it's, I think. I
0: just love I love oh, yeah. looking at the last couple of years of the game of the year conversation. And every year there's a different theme. Every year there's, like, that different kind of, like, Ah, this isn't the best year. It's the year of the nines, the year of the eights, whatever it is. Or it's, like, mm. oh, man, clearly it's going to be this game. And then there's the runaway success. It's rare that we get these years where it's, like, oh, my God, there are multiple contenders. There's the Breath of the Wild, and there's the Mario Odyssey and, and Horizon, right? Yep. It's, like, that creates such fun, and I just love that it. it shows that games can be so damn successful in such different lanes comparing elden ring and god of war sure there are things that you can compare between the two of them uh but i just love that one of the things that uh you can compare is just the level of sheer quality for the experience of of the the type of gameplay that they're doing elden ring being this massive revolutionary RPG that kind of took a, a genre that has gained dominance in the last decade and pushed it further into the mainstream than it ever has and they did it. They pulled it off. They did the damn thing. Yeah. And then God of War Ragnarok and everything we just said being one of the best sequels of all time taking one of the previous most revolutionary games and like big kind of uh, put it on the podium moments for uh, a franchise of like evolving what God of War can be and then Ragnarok being like yeah we're going to do it again and it kind of Prove that we still got the stuff, and our define Sony specifically, like PlayStation Studios, are defining what a third-person narrative-driven, linear-type, semi-open game can be. Those are two very different things and they both crushed it. Yeah. There's gonna be an awesome conversation to be had because I think there's an immense value in both of those things. And I really think at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to what people find more value in to give that game of the year title. As if it means anything, because at the end of the day, it's all just people's opinions about things. Exactly. And like, you know, when I say
1: it comes down to to taste, right? Again, if you are it comes down to what you're talking about in terms of what these games do. If you're somebody that You know, your kind of game is a blockbuster, linear narrative driven action game guess what god of war ragnarok is probably going to be your game of the year if you're somebody that is like yo i want an action rpg with deep systems with a wide world to explore that lets me play the way i want to with different abilities they can equip that like really goes hand with the level design and the um you know rpg mechanics and all that shit guess what elden ring is probably going to be your shit if you ask me what my game of the year and like you know hey anyway, yeah if you ask me what my game of the year is between like god of war and ragnarok and elden ring 10, 10 times out of 10 I'm going to say Elden Ring, right? But like if you ask Greg Miller or I'm sure Tim Gettys are like I'm sure Well,
0: I'm in an interesting place with it. Oh, tell me. Because and and it's it ends up not that interesting, but I think mm-hmm. the journey there is pretty interesting. We're going into Ragnarok. I was very much like Sifu is my game of the year, and I want to rock for Sifu. Like, I want to show up for that game because I absolutely loved it. It did something new for me. It introduced me to a genre that I don't traditionally play, and I was absolutely in. And I felt like I accomplished a lot beating that game Mm -hmm. and platinuming that game. Like... That was a success story for me personally that I will always hold on to. And to me, it is my game of the year. And going into Ragnarok, I'm like, I know I'm going to love this game. I'm expecting that it has a good chance for me to be a perfect, like, five out of five. Um, And I was like, but it's a sequel. It's going to have to do something really special for it to, like, get that game of the year title from me. So I was kind of actively like, I don't want to give it to it. Now Mm -hmm. that I played it, I'm like... I still haven't made my final choice. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm going to be shocked if it's not my game of the year. It's just so damn good. I'm in like, a place where I, I, I want my feelings to settle, right? Because uh-huh. right now we're in the middle of the God of War
1: Ragnarok hype. And I've been trying to, again, avoid the questions of, like, where does this land on your game of the year? Is this the, the best game of the year? Does this, is this better than Elden Ring? Like, in terms of the last question for me, no, I like Elden Ring better. I think Elden Ring is a better game. That said, right, then it gets into the, my top five lists and top five conversation and what I value. Yeah. And I am a... I'm a I'm a gameplay over story person right I value fun I value mechanics I value that uh over narrative not to say that like there aren't narratives that'll come through and blow things out of the water for me but usually I'm all about how addicted I am how like how how much am I like on the sticks and can't separate myself from that controller and to that point Sifu is maybe the most fun I've had in a video game this year right the most pure the most raw fun I've had in a video game this year right how do I compare that mentally for me in terms of god of war ragnarok having the best uh, narrative <laughs> that i have played this year i think game of the year season is going to be interesting especially when we get into whenever we do our game of the Year. i imagine january right like how does that stack up in terms of what my top three top mm-hmm. four looks like we'll have to see i'm trying to calm down from it now i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make that stamp right now
0: yeah absolutely all right we're going to move on to story number two but before we do that I want to tell you about our sponsors. Just remember that you don't need to listen to these ads if you go to patreon.com/slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mintel, Eric Valesquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Gradle, Al Tribesman, Jason L, James Davis, makes the nanobiologist, Ryan T from Tennessee, Derek Gehrig, and Donald Eccles. But for everyone else, here's some ads.
3: Are you wasting money on subscriptions? of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Well, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to more than $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app Tim loves using that takes care of all of that for him. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Tim loves it. It's great. You should use it. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were still paying for. You may even find that you've been double-charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press Cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now now at rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad-Dum, and more with the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. Host Felicia Day and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle Earth to life. Each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including the very first First full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash kfgames. That's chime.com slash kfgames. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to the license from Visa USA Chime checking count and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Regular on time payment history can have a positive effect on your credit score. Impact to your score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7 Eleven or any all point or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So, again, start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes, doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash KF Games. That's chime.com slash KF Games.
0: Kojima, Kojima, Kojima. We got a whole bunch of Kojima news yeah, we do. Let's get in to story number two. Footage of Hideo Kojima's unannounced overdose has seemingly leaked. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Footage of what appears to be a new horror game from Hideo Kojima has been published online. The footage, which was being widely circulated on social media, is seemingly the same gameplay that was first described in a Try Hard Guides report in June. It appears to feature Margaret Quayley, who starred in Kojima Productions debut game, Death Stranding. It shows a character using a flashlight to navigate dark corridors from a third-person Perspective. The video closes With a jump scare before displaying Game Over Followed by a Deo Kojima game And finally, Overdose Following the publication of the report describing The footage earlier this year, it was claimed That Kojima Productions requested its removal Seemingly lending weight to the claims made in the story Kojima's his next project Ever since the release of Death Stranding in November 2019, that month he suggested He was watching horror movies in preparation For a future project, and in April 2020 He said he'd like to make a revolutionary Horror game one day Oh, that is so yeah. exciting. Blessing. Let's go. Uh, this June, Kojima confirmed that he's working on a cloud-based project with Xbox. Quote, there's a game I've always wanted to make. It's a completely new game, one that no one has ever experienced or seen before. I've waited very long for the day when I could finally start to create it. With Microsoft's cutting-edge technology or cloud technology and the change in the industry's trend, it has now become possible to challenge myself to make this never-before-seen concept.
1: Tim, firstly, mm-hmm. uh, in our Game of the Year conversation in the last story, we neglected to mention Sonic Frontiers, all right? It's not we gonna did. matter once this game comes out. Everybody get hype. We're T-4 days away for Sonic Frontiers. It's gonna make the Game of the Year conversation irrelevant. Let's hope uh,
2: also, the, Kirby's not getting enough. Love. I just want to throw out the, 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 yeah. oh, yeah, okay. That's Kirby. Kirby but the Forgotten People forgetting boy. about it. Yeah. But honestly, it's like the last three hours of Kirby that are, that's a like game of the year. You're right for me.
0: You're right. And admittedly, is it in the same league as the games we're talking about? No, no, it's not. But I just want to give it some, love. Yeah. I want it's, to give play it some Kirby.
2: Love. Y'all. It's a great time. Hell
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, to the story. Leaks like this are, are unfortunate. Yeah. Just because you know it ruin it ruins the surprise. It ruins like the the, the, the rollout, right? And like the, obviously the team was working hard on this. That said, very excited very for this excited. game, right? It seems like we're getting the the PT dream finally realized of Kojima getting to make the horror game that he's always been wanting to make. Uh, and him calling it revolutionary, I don't doubt it because it's Hideo Kojima. And my guy's got the stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. This sounds cool too, right? Yeah.
0: Talking about it being this
1: third-person horror game. I Not mean, what yeah. i
0: expect, right? Like, after PT, you'd kind of expect, oh, they're going to go down that first person right? Like, with PT, it, you know, it's, it's really, really, really impressive to think about, about Kojima, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about him a lot, give him a lot of praise, give the team a lot of praise, all of that. But I've never thought of Kojima as a George Lucas type. Like, this, mm-hmm. this creator that has made worlds that, that are just beloved, that are so intricate and so deep and so creative that only could have came from that mind. And then it's kind of you see what it, where it kind of, like, goes from there. But all of that also being from a mind that's so infatuated with pushing tech forward. When you look at Star Wars and, like, you look at ILM and you look at all the things, THX and all the different technologies that were created uh, – simultaneously to create these movies and make this world real. Yeah. And you look at Kojima and the way that he's always kind of pushed the medium forward and the tech forward. And even uh, with Death Stranding, like you trying to use the connection here. He's trying to like push the cloud, like use cloud gaming in a way no one else has. Like it's just interesting the, the parallels between them. And then you look at PT and it's pretty wild that we give Kojima so much credit for – storytelling in video games and like changing how adult video games can be Mm -hmm. but then you look at pt and it's like yo that game kind of changed the industry in in so many ways Mm -hmm. like we it's barely a month goes by that pt doesn't come up in conversation right and it kind of created a new genre of survival horror yeah it was part of that
1: the that wave of um oh kind of funny.com session wrong did outlast come out before pt or like in the same year as it was PT? before because i i think pt helped usher in that type of horror game right like this per- first person atmospheric all right solve like what the fuck is this puzzle that i'm solving right like how do i get to the, to this next thing if i like if i get too insane i fucking die or whatever the fuck right like i think pt did help um usher a lot of that in and it was a big it was a big piece in that equation right yeah. and like I, PT personally is probably one of my favorite horror games ever, even though it's not a full game, right? I think as an experience, it is just so well mapped out. And also in its place of, hey, this is just a teaser for what we're actually working on. Mm-hmm. I think that was a step uh, uh, forward too. And it's sad that we didn't get that that final thing, but it seems like we're going to get... A version of that final thing here at least we're yeah. getting his vision of what he, what he wants his horror game to be and i'm so family.
0: interested in it being a third person survival horror game from kojima I'm like all right like let's, let's go. go man yeah no I'm, I'm super excited about this uh then story number three kojima has turned down acquisition offers this comes from michael beckwith at Metro. On his most recent podcast, Kojima admits he's received multiple acquisition offers and refutes rumors of his canceled stadia game. Given his close working relationships with Sony, there was speculation at one point the Hideo Kojima studio, Kojima Productions, would be next in line to be absorbed into the company. That didn't happen, though, with Kojima saying at the time that his studio will remain purely independent. More recently, he's not only reiterated his this pledge, but he also revealed that he's had routinely received ridiculously high offers to sell his studio, all of which he's rejected. Kojima doesn't name any specific companies, but this does confirm that there are enough out there eager to bring Kojima and his team into their personal fold. No one is surprised at all Mm -hmm. However, Kojima states that he wants to only Make games he's interested in making Something he'd likely be unable to do if another Company like Sony or Microsoft was calling the Shots. Quote, let me reiterate that We are indies, uh, he said on the Latest episode of his Brain Structure Podcast. We have no affiliations whatsoever And we're not backed by anyone And every day I'm approached by offers all over The world to buy our studio. Some of those offers Are ridiculously high prices, but it's not that I Want money. I want to make what I want to make That's why I created this studio. So as long as I'm alive, I don't think I'll ever accept those offers. How awesome is that? How Hell yeah. awesome is it the man you. as talented as Hode- hideo Kojima made enough money to be in a position that he's like, I don't need money. I just want to do what I love. God, <laughs> and I, I love that, you know, I love this as a news story for multiple reasons. One
1: Yo, Kojima getting the podcast is the best thing that ever happened. Oh, it's awesome. Like, he have you listen, like,
0: dude, it's awesome.
1: I, yeah, I've only I gotta catch up. I only listened to the first episode. But like from that first episode, it's fantastic. I love the the TGA Jeff Keighley segment. It's great. Great. Um but the fact that like on this last episode, he was letting that thing saying, he was saying, he was giving up all the good stuff, mm-hmm. right? He was talking he was spitting that talk mm-hmm. on that last, last episode of the podcast, according to these stories that we've gotten. Good for him for being able to have an outlet where he can be open and give us answers and all that stuff. And I do like this answer, and I do like how. We talk a lot about what the direction of Kojima Productions is. We talk a lot about acquisitions in the industry. Who are, Who's Microsoft or Sony going to buy? I like that we have a definitive answer from Kojima of him saying, as long as I'm alive, I don't think we'll ever accept those offers. Of course, things can change. People change, right? Like, five years from now, Kojima Productions could get acquired. Who knows? But the fact that he's like... I do I do not want to do this as long as I'm alive. I think that you know gives us enough confidence to go, all right, cool, they're off the table. Yeah. Right? We don't have to speculate about this anymore. Kojima Productions is gonna be indie, which is an exciting thing because Kojima Productions, Tito Kojima specifically, has not had a great experience when it comes to being under yeah. big publishers. You know, you go back to Konami in 2015 in the in the the reports and rumors of the ways in which Konami was treating Kojima, and it's like Man, the version of Metal Gear Solid 5 we would have gotten if Kojima wasn't under the Konami or if Konami wasn't mistreating Kojima, right? That would have been such an excellent version of that game, right? If we could, if we could get Chapter 3. Um, and so, yeah, I love the fact that he's like, yo, let me just make my own shit. Yeah. You know, I got the clout because i'm kojima i got the partnership uh, making ability because i'm kojima <laughs> like yeah i'm gonna make my own shit and make it mine and be
0: creative with it so good for you hideo having said that it is Hideo kojima we're talking about mm. so at any moment he can be like oh we're not acquired but we have been aqua red and it's different. We, we used to be independent, but now we, you know what I mean. And he's I know what you mean. I know out. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you just went into a Kodak call. Like I guess I just had Gear flashbacks. <laughs> no, but like jokes aside, I, this is this is awesome. I'm I'm very excited for them to do this, and I just I love that we're um, at this new era where between Kojima and Sakurai with his YouTube channel, we're seeing creators I and mean, even like. Um, Clifford Blazinski yeah. uh, putting out his book. It's like, and and uh, being on more podcasts and stuff and just talking about like the, the behind the scenes, like like game development. Right. And like kind of allowing them to have voices as personalities is so cool because it's a totally different side of the industry that we haven't heard from. And I think we're going to start to get a lot more of that. And I think it's, it's a really it's really important that uh we hear from them because then we get more insight into like how these things work and like where certain companies are or at and like what their plans are. It's cool stuff. Um and then oh blast, I don't know why you did this to me. You choose the Listen, news stories for the show. I understand we're in the Kojima rock block of stories. It's so we can finally put a pin and end this once and for all, Tim.
1: All right. We're at the end of all the right. Kojima rock block. All right.
0: Give us story number four. <laughs> Mark my freaking words. Give me the one, Barrett. Give him the one. This the will one. be the last time. This will be the last. Don't do it, Tim. Time.
2: Don't say it, Tim. You
0: ever hear me read an abandoned story? I will not Don't do, do it. it after this He's point. He's abandoning
2: abandoned. This you is heard the end. first. I'm just saying we you're uh, fast forward 3 weeks from now and you're going to be reading a, an, an abandoned story. I'm not going to read the
0: abandoned story. Aubrey, hi. How's it going? Because Aubrey <laughs> is going to read the abandoned story.
3: I'm reading an abandoned story. You
0: have, story, you, have to, you have to read I've the story. I've never met you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet Hi. you. Hi. Hello. Oh, yes. Hello. I want to hug you as well.
4: I just ran on. I just ran out here immediately. No, I'm good with squatting. Oh, you you take this. Is, you. Oh. I nice to meet, meet
1: you, Amelie.
0: I love the studio Listen, so much. Listen, I
4: ran out here because I heard that you were maybe one of the only people in this building that has played Bayonetta 3, and I haven't found anyone to speak to about the oh my game. God. Have you finished it?
1: No. I'm very early in it. I got, listen, I got distracted by multiple reviews. And so I was playing God of War. I was playing God of War. Will I make my way back to Bayonetta 3? Who knows? Because there's a lot of games coming out of Obli.
4: You have to play Bayonetta 3. The storyline itself, like, you know how Bayonetta games are. They're like 12 to 15 hours to complete. It's not that much. I did it in two days.
1: That's longer than I expected. I thought it was like eight hours. Tell me, 12 to 15?
4: There are like three and a half hours of pure cinematics. We'll see. Go to play we'll Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3. Okay, what am I reading? <laughs>
0: You're reading uh, this, the, the this story yeah. right here.
4: All right. Okay, Thank cool. Thank you so much. Hideo Kojima has responded to the rumors and fan theories that he was involved in the development of Blue Box Game Studios Abandoned and that it was secretly the next entry in the Silent Hill franchise. Kojima has confirmed he has no involvement and calls rumors of any connection to Blue Box a nuisance. A <laughs> nuisance. Well, this one I really didn't understand at first, Kojima said. Users just kept sending me pictures of this Hassan. They still send me uh, collages and deep fake images like 20 oh, no. a day. It's really quite a nuisance. <laughs> this has been going on for almost two years now. And Jeff, you remember when we did that Moby Dick thing, you were in on the whole thing and that was pretty fun. Uh, but people should know that I wouldn't do the same thing twice. Do I, you want me to keep Reading the whole thing, yes, oh, please. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Kojima was speaking to the Game Awards, uh, jeff Keeley on his Spotify podcast Brain Structure and discussed the situation that began when Abandoned was announced in April 2021 on PlayStation.blog, alongside saying he has yet to speak with Hassan. Uh, Kojima shared some words of advice for the director and encouraged him to let his work do the talking. I don't think there's much he can do or say at this point, but if he releases the game, then people might understand, Kojima said. So maybe he should just hurry up and release it? It will die down after that. Plus, I'm not involved with it in any way. I don't know who started this rumor, but I think this is fake news based off of users' wishes and hopes.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so Thank much. You so much Ablee. Ablee. Thank you. We uh, appreciate I just, you.
4: I came all the way to San Francisco. To, I came all the way to San Francisco to find someone to talk about Bayonetta three with.
1: Listen, the journey continues. Listen, for you, I will finish Bayonetta three. I will finish Bayonetta three. Please. I'm making the promise. Now.
4: <laughs> please, please, and then message me immediately.
2: Okay, I got you. Oh
1: man, I of love. Of course, it here. you can I catch Ollie playing some League of Legends right after
0: this uh, episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Exactly, uh, and also I love that that worked out—that I didn't need to read the story. This is fantastic. <laughs>
2: but again, Tim, I think you're making—you're digging your own grave. You're going to read another story in three weeks. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find a way. I'll find a I way. I mean, now that
1: Kojima's not connected to it, there is absolutely no reason for us to ever abandoned on the show. That is again. true. Uh,
0: you Until
1: know what? It was, well, I'm not going to curse. This I ain't going to say shit. Yeah. We're moving on to
0: the next story. Let's place. move on. Marvel Snap is getting its PvP mode later this year. Let's go. This comes from Logan Plant at IGN. Marvel Snap is quickly becoming one of the biggest hits of 2022, earning over two million dollars in its first week. The collectible card game is already a huge success, and the developers will soon add a highly anticipated feature: playing against friends. A Marvel Snap spokesperson told the Washington Post. That the game's friend-centric battle mode is coming before the end of 2022. According to a development roadmap, battle mode against friends will work slightly differently than Snap's primary ranked mode. In ranked Marvel Snap matches, you play against random players of similar skill, moving you up and down the ladder depending on if you win or lose. In battle mode versus friends, Snap implements a health system where each player starts with 10 health and the winning player deals damage to their opponent equal to the stakes of the game. Using the snap mechanic doubles the damage you'll do to your opponent. Players will compete in a series of games with the same deck until one player runs out of health. I can't wait for this. I am going to play against Gia, and I'm going to beat her. Ass Goddamn! In Goddamn snap. I'm not going to go easy at all. I I'm thought, not going to go easy, dude. How, I'm using that. onslaught. I'm using Iron Man. She ain't going to know what's coming. How man. hardcore is Gia into Marvel Snap, dude? She is in. She's okay. she's doing dailies three times a day. Okay, <laughs> then, like,
1: okay. Because for a second shit. I thought you're like I assumed Gia was like maybe like lightly into it because you're into it, and I was like, yo, you're going to beat up on. You had the choice of fighting Greg. Had the choice of fighting like you know I play Marvel you could have fought me you could have fought Alfredo because he's deeply into Marvel snap you're like I'm gonna beat you. no no, ass no no I've been training Marvel her snap. and like I,
0: it's gonna be one of those like it's gonna be a Karate Kid 3 situation and if you know God what I'm damn. talking about like I don't actually mean that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus
1: Christ. this is an awesome way to do
0: it too because
1: you know this uh, this keeps people in the battle for longer right the fact that it is a series of multiple games where you're playing back-to-back and you're trying to n- knock down their health right I think the that kind of fixes the I'm sure the challenge of well Marvel snap games last like three minutes yeah so is it, you know, I'm playing against a friend and I'm playing for three minutes and then I rematch up and then I rematch up over and over again. The fact that they found a way to extend it to make it an actual enga- engaging experience for longer when you want to play against friends. Very smart. And, yeah, I cannot wait for this. It sounds awesome.
0: It's super cool, man. Are you, are you still playing?
1: Uh, like, I do a few matches a day. You know, I, it's the thing of review season is caught up to me. And so I'm all over the place in terms of the games I'm playing and the things I'm doing. But uh, when I get the chance, whenever I get, I've not turned off the notifications on my phone because that is my
0: alert to, okay, no, I, I'm booting this up now and I'm playing yeah. a match or two. Yeah, dude, I I'm I'm still so in, and I'm like I'm Hell playing yeah. as as much as I possibly can. But like it's I'm like I'm happy with how it distributes, like kind of new stuff because it slows me down in the right way. Where like I've done all the things for the season pass, like I'm well past the season pass at this point. So now I'm like I can chill. Like it's it the min max stuff is like not really worth it right now for me. So I'm mm-hmm. like I can kind of wait a week or two to go hard again. But now I'm excited for that. Hell yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you, Bear, for bringing this up. This this is. Real, oh my Us, god, trying to watch Bachelor in Paradise, and she's just not paying attention. Wow, and I'm like, I'm like, this is how you wh- know it's real. she's that's it? that's yeah, not real.
2: watching Bachelor in
0: Paradise, <laughs> Jeez. so it's a whole thing, anyways. Moving on to story number six. Oh my lord, oh god, why do you do this to me, blessing? I blame, Listen, you. It's I the blame news. you. It's the news, you know, you got to report the news. Square Enix has announced a playable NFT collectible car collectible art experience. This comes from Chris <laughs> Scullion at IGN. <laughs> Now here's the thing. I'm actually kind of happy mm-hmm. that we're talking about this news story today because I saw this news break yesterday and I was like I'm so bummed that I'm not going to be able to say some of these words. Mm-hmm. Square Enix has announced a new franchise built around NFTs. Symbiogenesis. Symbiogenesis.
2: Symbiogenesis. Symbiogenesis. Oh god. god.
0: It's described by the company as its first digital collectible art project designed from the ground up for web3 fans. According to Square Enix Symbiogenesis is set in a Self-contained world where a wide cast of Characters symbiosis all of which Can be collected as digital art That's a sentence I didn't misread That that's what it says yep that's what It says everybody Uh, it promises to Offer an interactive story and a dedicated Community (laughs) How do you promise a dedicated community you Fucks as you read the story just pay attention To the
1: buzzwords they're using and
0: how nondescript they are The interactive story Y'all y'all it gets better. The quote-unquote art. They actually put quotes around art. <laughs> like they
2: don't even believe it they in themselves. They don't even
0: fucking believe it. <laughs> they don't believe it. The art collected by players can be used as a character in a story that takes place in an alternate world where the player can untangle of this. Why is untangling quotes within the quotes? Cause you gotta,
1: it's, it, you gotta think deeply, Tim. All right. What? It's all. Listen, you're looking at it all service level, cause you're one of those, you know, basic plebes out there that isn't plugged into the Web3. All right. Let me tell you about NFTs. All right. You gotta, you gotta untangle the mystery, Tim. Let me tell you. I got, I got, I got a symbio NFT that's worth fifty thousand dollars right now. Is that thing going to plummet tomorrow? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. It. I'm going to keep it though. is Sonic
2: is not the worst thing about you right now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going so right, to make so much money off the symbiogenesis. I need to
0: reread this, and I need you all to understand the words that I'm looking at and how they are being portrayed to me. All right? The, quote, art, end quote, collected by players can be used, open quotes, as a character in a story that takes place in an alternate world where the player can, new quotes, untangle- Under quotes, a mystery by completing missions that revolve around questions of the monopolization and distribution of resources. End quote. Listen, if 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 there's anything
1: that gamers like. If there's any subject matter that gamers want to participate in in their video games, you know, it's monopolization in the distribution of resources. That gets gets
2: me going.
1: um, It's it's Norse mythology, right? It's Norse mythology. (laughs) It's uh, all the the shit they got going on in Nier Automata. And then it's monopolization in the distribution of resources. Three favorite
0: genres right there.
2: They're saying use capitalism to fight capitalism. What the fuck are you even saying, Square Enix? Come on.
0: Hold on, Barrett. Barrett. You should, you know, open your heart and open your mind a little bit. If, if the monopolization uh, and distribution of resources isn't your thing, it can also be used as a social media profile picture. Exactly. Square Enix says the the sales of the symbiogenesis NFTs will begin in spring 2023, alongside a quote free browser service. <laughs> Listen, what does that mean? You're going to compete we with Tim Firefox? Plus, we, we broke Tim. With Google Chrome? I should not have given them the Red Bull plus the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what the actual... I'm Listen, so mad about this, dude. When Square Enix came out and they are just like, yo, we're going to put out a Final Fantasy fighting game. What are you going to call it? Decidia. And it's like, what the hell? That's a weird name. And they're like, what's the sequel going to be? Decidia, Duodecum, Prologus. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then Kingdom Hearts, do I even need to get into all that shit? No, I don't. You know what I'm talking about? Of course. Of course, Square Enix is going to come out with NFTs and call it Symbiogenesis. Here's, here's the silver lining on all this,
1: right? Because there is a silver lining. When this was first being rumored slash reported, uh, there was like a, um, a trademark for Symbiogenesis, which I want to say is connected to Parasite Eve. So a lot of people were like, oh, okay, they're God doing a Parasite Eve thing. Like, they're doing a Parasite Eve game. This could have been Parasite Eve NFT, the game, or whatever, the thing. This could have been the reboot to, to Parasite Eve. Thank God they're doing it with, like, some w- weird other thing, right? It's not actually connected-connected. Unless it is. Unless, like, and this ends up being, like, oh, yeah, and also, it is the Parasite Eve you know and love. Then it's like, oh, okay, we're really fucked here. But, yeah, this is going to come out. It's probably going to fail or, you know, appeal to the, the audience that is into nfts and then wither away and then fall with um the rest of the nft market once everything goes once everything collapses in that we'll have to see though. we'll have to see
0: we'll have to quote unquote no fucking see. thanks
1: no fucking thanks
0: nfts story number seven it's a little psa for you all right y'all need to stay safe out there spoilers for the biggest game of the year have begun to leak Sonic Frontiers, uh, Sonic Frontiers is nearly here, and as has seemed to become commonplace these days, spoilers have began to leak ahead of its November eighth release date, thanks to early copies being out in the wild. There's this here is a PSA to run as fast as the blue blur away from them, while we won't link them here as we don't want to spoil any of Sonic Frontiers for you. They're already. Uh, users streaming Sonic Frontiers on Twitch. Recent error threads have already popped up with long videos of the game in action. Many of these are being quickly taken down by Sega, but, my friends, the dangers of spoilers have officially arrived. So if you're trying to be safe out there, I'd suggest you mute all the words uh um, it was already
1: scary out there with god of war ragnarok spoilers mm-hmm. being out there but now the the real spoilers the real spoilers are out there with the sonic frontiers uh copies being out there so stay safe mute the, all the words um uh, there was knuckles the the prologue happened so mute knuckles mute sonic if yeah. you
0: heard anything that knuckles is doing that sounds unsavory don't repeat it <laughs> yeah.
1: don't repeat it out there mute all the words
2: you yeah i got spoiled this morning the first clip i saw on youtube was a, a, a clip of sonic walking You got to mute the words. I I, I thought Bear was about to say, like, I got spoiled that I learned that when someone fucks Knuckles, Knuckles (laughs)
0: fucks back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Stay safe out there, beloved. Wow. Well, if Knuckles fucks back, the answer to that question, bless, we might not ever know. But if I want to know what's coming to mom and pop shops today, where are we you Nick Sorpino
1: laughing in the background has no idea what the fuck we're talking about on the show right now. Uh, you go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games Daily show host each and every weekday.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love this show. (laughs) There's a Friday energy, and I
0: absolutely love it. Uh, uh, Out today, we got Demon Throttle on Switch. We got Harvestella. Oh, Harvestella's finally out on Switch and PC. Let's go. Uh, It Takes twos on Switch. Humankind on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series. Uh, Brats flaunt your fashion on everything. Uh, You laugh. Raj
1: Bricorni
2: requested a code.
1: Requested a code and genuinely (laughs) told me yesterday that, no, this is a big deal. There's not been a Bratz game in over a decade is what he said. Okay. And,
2: uh, he said it seriously because he knows he's a meme of a person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was saying that um, Lianza, uh, his partner, is
0: very excited for this Bratz game because there's
2: not no, been a Bratz game in over a, a decade. this is a big deal
0: because there hasn't been one in over a <laughs> and, br- and apparently
1: Bratz games are really important. I Listen, I didn't know this. I, I learned all this from Roger Bercorni. I and so you got, a, you got a few big games coming out this month. You got God of War, Ragnarok. You got Sonic Frontiers. You got the Devil Inside Pokemon. You got Breast. Want mm-hmm. your fashion.
0: Next up, we have Goddess of Victory, Nikkei on mobile. We have the Nintendo Switch OLED model Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Edition. And we have her loss by Drake and Twenty One Savage. Let's go. You know, <laughs> you know, I was listening to that this morning. Let me tell you, Steffi and Drake
1: and Twenty One Savage album. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It might it might be better than fine. I gotta like I gotta let it like digest. There's some bars in one of the songs. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, I don't have time to look up the actual song. Cool, Greg.
0: Like, this is totally unrelated, but Cool Greg showed me. a I don't even want to say it's a new song. I think it was like six months old by, by Lotto called Booty. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking bagger
1: Oh, okay, I gotta check that. I've been listening to the, this artist named Dochi. Dochi's failure Do- You've
2: been listening to Dochi. Oh, bro, yeah. Dochi's fucking great. I fucking love her, dude. I I,
1: <laughs> like, I I I went on a
0: bender listening to Dochi
1: the, the other day. The
2: one
0: song that went viral like a year ago or whatever. Yeah. Where she was my like, "My name's Dochi with two eyes." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's my shit right there, bro. Oh my god, dude, my
2: heart. The palpitations are happening. <laughs> I'm so sorry for giving you that Red Bull. It was a mistake. I'm never going to do it ever again. It was Sonic. Sonic did this to me. Um, new dates He's for the, you he says it's all of us.
0: Die by the Blade has been delayed until 2023. Uh, Aspire 2 sneaks its way into MetaQuest on November 17th. Godzilla joins a Gigabash on December 9th. And the Sunshine Shuffle is releasing on Steam December 6th. <laughs> Deals of the day. This is a cool one. Yeah. Uh, more Ratchet & Clank games coming to PS Plus Premium on November 15th. You're getting Ratchet & Clank on PS3, Ratchet & Clank going Commando, Ratchet & Clank up your arsenal, Deadlocked, and Tools of Destruction. Hell, yeah. so my, I,
2: my question for both of you is why wasn't it there in the first place? It's a really they got good a question. Why weren't these games here in the first place? They why aren't were they there? Service. Well, <laughs> at PlayStation tweeted out
1: this morning, today we're celebrating 20 years of travel across space, time, and dimensions with Ratchet & Clank. Details on the anniversary armor pack for Rift Apart and classic games from the series are coming to PS Plus Premium. Uh, Bar- Barrett, when this service launched, was it the 20th anniversary? Was it the no, 20th but anniversary? The old in service June? already
2: had those games, I think, except <laughs> maybe for Ratchet and Clank, the PS3 version, but.
1: Barrett, how are they gonna give you the games if the games are already there? you gotta think about it, Barrett? Alright. Bobs is it. asking
2: why is this out today why is this an out today? It's not an out today, it's in deals, deals of the day, day that will be upcoming for Bobs. Listen, the listen. this is this is why I delete. Listen, God Kabobs. That Red Bull's hind I'm really concerned. He has like three other shows to do today. I got three shows, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is it, you're Tim Ragnarok. Tim no, Tim Ragnarok, Ragnarok everybody. He's Jesus back. Jesus
0: Christ. Uh, what what did we get wrong? Let's see. Um biologist writes in and says Outlash launched on PC in 2013. PT came out in 2014. Um, oh my lord.
1: Whoa. You you're reading the same one I'm reading? I,
0: I am. And like, you know what? I'm gonna read it. I, I have to do it, bless. I really have to. Bandarese <laughs> we'll writes in and says, Echidnas which Knuckles is, actually have four tipped penises. Scientists call it the weirdest dick in the animal kingdom. So Knuckles, in fact, fucks back.
1: What did I try to tell y'all? All All right. I kept telling you, you fuck with Knuckles, he fucks back. We got proof. Jesus
0: Christ. We got proof. Next week's host, we got Greg and me on Monday. We got Greg and Bless on Tuesday. We got Bless and Greg on Wednesday. Bless and me on Thursday. And me and Bless on Friday. Uh, If you're watching live after this is a League of Legends stream. That's a little weird for kind of funny. You might want to check that out and see what fun surprises we have. You know one of the surprises is Aubilee. She's playing. That's cool. I don't know. She'll be there. Mike is going pro, I hear. Mike's going pro. He's going to do it. He's going to Worlds. Um, But until next time, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for having fun. Got to go fast. Got to go fast. Until next time. Pleasure to serve you. (laughs)